Welcome, welcome. This is Jesse with Recovering Mentally, coming to you live from Nebraska. I'm here today to talk to you about being your most authentic self. I personally left corporate America. It was affecting my mental health. It was affecting my sobriety. And now I branched out onto my own with learning all these kinds of great tools to help coach and guide you through this. Because you know what? We are awesome and we are badasses when we are doing the things that we love that are not only good for our self, our career, our success, but for our mind, body, and soul. So let's get started. Hey guys, welcome back to another Recovering Mentally. I am here with Sydney Bridges. Sydney blessed us with our launch and got out there and we started talking about grief counseling. And she gave us some great tidbits. And one of the tidbits I picked up on was, I never thought of my loss of a marriage as grief. I never thought of my job loss that took me to insecurity and ultimately to a suicide attempt as grief. So, Sydney, where have you been all my life? You sh- I, I needed you here two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I want to tell you guys, so Sydney has a bachelor's degree in psychology, a master's degree in psychology. She is also has her own private practice as a hypnotherapist, a grief counselor, and a death midwife. She helps people navigate through their lives and learn to master their experiences. The great thing about Sydney is she teaches various workshops on healing and modalities as a public speaker and an end-of-life trainer. And she makes her home in the beautiful state of Washington. I love Washington, so I'm so jealous. (laughs) So much prettier than here in Nebraska. It is a very beautiful place to live, and I can't recommend it highly enough. (laughs) So, Sydney, talk to us about grief counseling, what it means, what's the process? Well, the first process is someone recognizing that things are not going well for them in terms of managing their grief. As as you mentioned in your introduction, we suffer grief at many different losses along the course of our lifetimes. And for most of us, we're able to manipulate our way through and do the work that is connected with the the loss that we have endured and get to the other side of it. But for some people, perhaps it is a grief that comes on top of many other things. For example, someone who has lost several close members of their family in in the course of a month or so and it's just too overwhelming or someone who does like I did at one point and got divorced, changed jobs, went to school, moved across the state and you know all of those things at one time it can pile up on you and so the first thing for that I help people to do is recognize that their process that they're going through is indeed work and that sometimes you need somebody just to give you a little direction so that you can understand why it feels so overwhelming. Absolutely. I mean, people obviously need people, but it's so easy. I know for me when I'm experiencing grief, especially, you know, they always say they come in threes and 
I, I have a tendency to isolate my grief because I feel like sometimes that my persona is to be Jesse with the mohawk smiling and bubbly and that I'm not allowed to publicly grieve, uh, that I have to, you know, go to bed and, and be angry and shed those tears and, and move through it all by myself. What do you say to people like me? I say, first of all, that it's really an example of your self-awareness that you understand that you have that feeling that I should not inflict this sadness or depression on anybody. The problem within that lies within our society. We all know that when someone is grieving, regardless of what the source of that grief is, that there's not a lot you can say or do for them that's going to help them through this process. Nothing you can say that's going to help someone who's lost a child, for instance, which has happened to me. There's nothing you can say or do that's going to make someone feel better through that. And part of our psychology is that we have this need within us to want to fix other people's problems. And when we can't do that, we would prefer that they just hid those problems from us so we don't have to feel bad about ourselves because we know there's nothing we can do. So we have created within our society this stigma around expressing grief. And what people need to take into themselves is that Right now, when you're going through something, whatever the loss is that's causing you grief, that you need to put your own needs first and not allow yourself to think things like, oh, I can't cry here because it will make other people too uncomfortable. You need to get to a point where it's like, I don't care if you're uncomfortable or not. If I feel like crying, I'm going to do that and I'm not going to hide what I'm going through because it makes other people uncomfortable. It all kind of boils down to a self-care promotion that you are entitled to feel whatever your feelings are and you're entitled to express them in whatever you, whatever way you feel is best for you. And sometimes that means that you stay at home and you don't go out in public because you know people aren't going to be comfortable around you crying and whatever. And sometimes that means that you tell your friends, look, I'm going through a really difficult time. There's nothing you can do to make me better or to help me, but I'm not going to hold in my feelings in order to make you feel better. So if you want me to be around you, you have to accept that I'm going to cry sometimes at unexpected and uncomfortable points for you. And and you need to be okay with that. Otherwise, we're not going to be able to see each other very often. And say this to your friends and your family. When I was going through the loss of my child, my son, I, I had so many people who just kept trying to tell me that I needed to get control of things. And fortunately, I had the temerity to be able to respond to them that, no, I don't have to do that. That's what you need me to do because it makes you feel better to not see me break down and cry. But I've lost a child. I'm never not going to be sad about that. And I'm going to cry whenever it comes upon me. And you need to just be okay with that. And my friends and my family learned to do that because after such a significant loss, I can tell you, 
I broke down and I sobbed, full-on ugly cry sobbed every single day for two years. And that is not abnormal in that circumstance. Mm. Now, if someone is, is having that reaction after a divorce or a job loss, that's a little bit extreme. And that's a person who needs to go get some counseling to help them navigate through that so that it's not quite so extreme for them. Got it. That makes sense. I mean, I know for me, the reason why I went to the extreme of grief during the job loss was because of my anxiety and my bipolar and the the environmental situation threw both of those things completely off kilter. And my therapist would tell you that Jesse goes from zero to apocalyptic. And he's right. I go from, you know, everything's great to, oh my God, I'm going to be homeless by the, the, the most minuscule thing. I, I have not ever lost a child, but I have had friends that have lost a child. And I, I've told them before that no matter what, I'm a safe space to cry because I can't imagine losing a child. I don't know how you breathe. I don't know how I would breathe again. Um, I can tell you that I don't know how I started breathing again either. There is a saying, and I wish I knew who to credit it to, but it is that you just keep living until you're alive again. Wow. And that was a very profound thing for me. And I knew that, I, t I tell people also to, when you're in the throes of something very desperate like that, and and your experience losing your job, you know, because you have these underlying modalities that it caused you to experience it in a much deeper way. And for people like that, I absolutely encourage them to work with their therapist and say, you know, this is, I'm extraordinarily overwhelmed by this event that's happened to me. And maybe for a period of time, you alter in some way medication that you're taking to give you a little bit more of a handle on things until the emotional aspects of it come under your control a little better. I absolutely encourage people to do that. But what we have to, rem to remember is that we're individuals and each one of us is going to grieve our particular losses in our own unique way. And I tell people to remember the 531 rule. To, and that is to make sure you sleep at least five hours every day, that you eat something three times a day, and you take one shower. If you don't do anything else, try to do those three things. And as long, and I tell people a good rule to determine whether or not you're processing your grief appropriately is this. I had to go back to work two weeks after the loss of my son. And I don't know how I got through that, but I just every day did what I absolutely had to do and I didn't do anything else. There were times when I'd be working with clients and I would have to just apologize and cry, take a minute and cry. And, and they were all very understanding because they understood, you know, they were having their own grief and they were very accepting of that. But if you, if you get to a point where you're unable to get out of bed, 
and you're not taking care of yourself, you're not eating properly, you're not taking care of your physical needs, you're shutting yourself off from people, that is all a sign that you need to go talk with somebody and let them help you, give you some suggestions of things that you can do to kind of work your way back to a point where you're meeting your own personal needs. As long as you're taking care of yourself and you're paying your bills, you're going to work and you're eating properly, then you're doing okay. And for someone to tell you that, oh, you should be getting out and about and, and seeing people and all of that, it's the only thing you can say to them is thank you for your concern about me me but it's not something I can do right now and that's okay and just let yourself you know introduce society back into your life in the ways that it feels appropriate for you particularly when you're grieving and it is in in and around the holiday periods my sister would always say to me you need to come and spend time with your family that'll make you feel better and the fact is when you've lost a child going around your family or in my case, my sister, who had all of her children still living, was just a reminder of what I had lost. And it was exhausting. And it was just such a burden to me to try and hold myself together that I just had to say, I just, you have to recognize that I just can't do this. And I know you don't understand it because the loss of a child is just one of those things. Unless you've walked in those shoes, you cannot even imagine what it's like. And so the, the thing I want to leave people with in all this that I've been saying is that you do you. Your grief is going to look different for you than it's going to look for anybody else. And you know better than anybody when you're functioning properly and when you're not. And when you start to feel like things are just you're losing control, then you get yourself to see somebody you can talk to. Absolutely. And as a, an outsider looking into somebody who's going through a loss of grief, what is the best advice you could give us as far as being there as support? The best thing I can tell you is that, first of all, depending on the relationship you have with the person, if it's a really dear friend and they're struggling with something, the thing I can tell you is don't tell them to make sure you give me a call if you need anything because they won't do it. When someone is struggling and they're really having a hard time with grief, you don't even have the energy to speak sometimes. So if this is a really dear friend to you, just show up at their house, bring them some food, maybe come in, do the dishes, run a load of laundry, just, you know, all depending on how close you are with them and just do stuff with them. If they're not able to talk with you and have a conversation, say, you know what, why don't we put on a, a movie? If you know they've got a favorite movie, they like something that's maybe funny or lighthearted, just say, I'm just going to sit here with you and we'll watch this movie and you don't have to talk. Or, or, you know, whatever it might be, just go over and just show up and do things. Say, you know, do you need anything at the store? What can I do to help you around the house? And they may say, you know, I don't know. So, you know, if it's somebody who you're really close to, just walk around their house and say if they've got a bunch of, you know, laundry or something that needs to be done, run some laundry for Do something like that that takes a burden off of them. Things I suggest that you try your best to refrain from saying are things like, 
everything happens for a reason. I truly believe that things happen for a reason, but that is a totally useless thing to say to someone who's grieving. Don't say things like, it's all going to be okay, because you don't know that. Don't say things like, like in the case of child loss, and this is something I can't really understand why some people think it's okay, but don't say, well, at least you've got other family, because that in no way negates anything. You know, I, I have a daughter, and I'm, I'm so grateful that I do, but it doesn't at all diminish the loss that I went through with my son. So just go and help them if you think they need it. If it's somebody that you maybe aren't quite that close to, maybe go do a little grocery shopping for them of staple things, you know, flour, rice, sugar, what, you know, milk, whatever, show up at their house knock on the door, say, I just thought you might have use for these things. Or maybe you just cook something for them that you put in little containers they can reheat. And you can do that for anybody regardless of how well you know them. So those are the kinds of ways that you can support people who are going through grief and continue to invite them to, you know, go for a walk or things like that, but just be okay with them saying, you know, I just can't do it yet. And keep checking up on them. They're not going to call you, so you call them. And I suggest maybe texting because sometimes, like I said, it's just too much energy to try and speak. Or sending them an email or, you know, call if you want. But if you you go to voicemail, leave them a thing and say, you know, I'm going to stop by around 2 o'clock tomorrow and just bring you something that I've, I've cooked up so you don't have to worry about cooking. Things like that are very, very helpful. Fantastic. Oh, I cannot thank you enough. You've opened my eyes in so many ways. How can we find you if we need your services? Because I can only imagine, like I'm sitting here going, where was she two years ago? I I would have gone to see her. Oh, wonderful. Yes, absolutely. I have a website and it is www.asenseofpeace.com. Inc. Inc.com. I have a Facebook page under the same name. I have an Instagram that is just at a sense of peace. And through my website, you can get my phone number and my email address. There's a contact form. You can feel free to shoot me questions about anything that concerns you. And I am able through the magic of Zoom and Skype, if you're not local to me in Washington, we can have sessions via one of those platforms. Fantastic. Sydney, thank you so much. I really am so happy that you came on and I would love to have you on again. Absolutely. I would be very thrilled to do that. I, it is my calling in life to help people through this in any way that I can. And if somebody gets some little nugget of information that helps them get through something by listening to your podcast, then I am a happy person. Oh, well, thank you. And you guys, again, you may go to the Facebook page, Recovering Mentally, for information on how to find Sydney. I thank you again, and we will talk to you soon. 
Well, you guys, that's all we've got for today. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope you go out in the world this week and be the badasses and authentic selves that you are because you are amazing. Do not hesitate to hit a review and let us know what you need to hear because that's the goal. We're here for you. We are recovering mentally together. See you soon.